This is the High School Football America podcast for April the 30th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service, plus different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad that's located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. We're heading to South Georgia, where some of the best high school football in the nation is played, and uh, we're going to be talking about America's winningest all-time high school football program, the Valdosta Wildcats, and they have a new head coach. His name is Rush Probst. Yes, that is the Rush Probst from uh, Hoover High School in Alabama and Colquitt County, the uh, 2015 High School Football America National Champs, and Coach Probst is on the line to talk a little bit about the new job. It's only two weeks old for him. Welcome to the show, Coach. Jeff, I appreciate it a lot. Appreciate you having me on. And, uh, you know, I always remember the 15 with your uh, team as a national champion, and I appreciate you for that. And just thanks for having me on today. Yeah, well, it's it's good to talk to you. And I, I, I got to imagine, like I said, the smile's pretty wide. I wish we didn't have COVID-19 and we could be talking a little spring ball here. But uh, just tell me the excitement you have at this point, uh, being back in the, in the game you love. It was... Uh... A year off of high school, but not a year off of football. I worked at UAB last year with Bill Clark, one of my best friends. Uh, had a great great experience there and really thought I might get back in it. I went to USA Academy, um, you know, with a lot of promises, and then it just didn't work out. Then I never entered a contract, and just never the investors just couldn't get it off the ground, and uh, so to speak. And then so I came home when – uh, the Valdosta job came open is when I sort of started thinking about, do I want to go back to college football or the Valdosta job has always been a job, Jeff, that I really coveted mm-hmm. and wanted and interviewed for in 2006 after the four straight championships in Georgia, I mean, in Alabama. But so anyway, long, long story short, we started a dialogue on February the 11th. I met with him on the 14th and then was hired. That was February 14th, and I was hired on April 14th. So it was a process of five or six different meetings and really, really blessed to be the head football coach of the Valdosta Wildcats. You know, when you sit in a room like I did uh, last week with Coach Tarpley and Joe Don Baker and Coach Bolton and Al Akins and Pitcock, those guys are synonymous with uh, winning seven, eight, nine state titles. They were Coach uh, Bays, Coach Hyder's assistant coaches, coach, and most of them played for Coach Baysmore, or a lot of them played for Coach mm-hmm. Baysmore. And so you sit in that museum, Jill, and you <laughs> can hear those guys in their, in their early 70s, and they're telling you war stories. It becomes pretty real. <laughs> I can imagine that. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you here at the top, I know, you know, you weren't out of the game, like you said, but um, did it did it kind of indicate to you how much you love this game of high school football? It did. It did. I mean, I, I, really, I enjoyed the college game, but I wasn't able to coach. I was an analyst, and I just needed to be coaching because – I taught myself many a days coaching, you know, and, you know, you're not supposed to be involved in that as much. And I would just have to bite my tongue and just watch and analyze and break down film and give my opinion of practice, my opinion of the opponent, 
my job was to break down the team's offense and give Bill and the defensive staff what I thought the offense was trying to do. So, but what I wanted to do, and, and I'll be honest with you, Jeff, it's helped me to get back in high school football after doing that. It gave me a chance to reinvent myself, think about things, see how Bill does it. You know, got so much respect for him. He worked for me twice. We worked together. I've hired him twice. He was the first assistant coach I hired in 1989. He was the first defense coordinator I had in 1999 at Hoover. And so when he returned the favor, and I learned a lot from Bill. I learned some things that I needed to learn. And so I think it'll make me a better football coach after spending a year at UAB with Bill on the defensive side, me being an offensive guy, mm-hmm. I think it'll help me I think it'll help me a lot. And I so yes, I'm excited to get back. And here's what here's what I found out. I had let myself, Jeff, become too much of a CEO of the game. Mm-hmm. That started that started, you know, I don't know, years ago, but after the 14th state championship, I got less involved with the day in and day out of just true scheming football and just become a CEO of our program. I don't want to do that. And Bill, me and Bill had long conversations. I lived with him. We talked all the time. He said, Rush, you need to go back and call your plays, be the offensive coordinator like you used to be, and I promise you, you will get more energized. And I have. That's, that's what's the most exciting thing to me mm-hmm. is getting back in this game is I'm going to be more involved in the offense and calling plays and the actual game of football. I guess he can teach an old dog new tricks, right, Coach? Uh, coach Russ Popes is on the line. Yeah. He's the new head coach at Valdosta. America's winning his high school football uh, program. And, well, you know, I guess we're all old dogs right now and learning new tricks with COVID-19. And uh, before I rolled the tape here, you said you are, uh, you know, right now you're traveling to Valdosta and back and forth. But uh, I, I know you would rather be uh, in, in spring practice now than doing Zoom meetings or probably some of the things you're doing. But what are you doing as the old dog in, in in 2020 in a, in, in, in an un, uncharted territory with pandemic. You know, we have not started the visual stuff yet. And I, and I, and I'm tell you why their kids are working out, you know, for the most part, they're doing their own thing. It's nothing, nothing organized. Um, although I've been impressed with their workouts and how they're working out with different groups throughout the city of Valdosta, but you know, I've not done the I've not done the uh, visual uh, or virtual learning type things yet. Now, here's what we'll do: whenever Dr. Hines gives an official word that hey, this is start date for summer, then I'll count back three to four weeks, and we'll go into heavy install mm-hmm. of our system. And then uh, I just think the closer you get to that, because what you're teaching them. Now or three weeks, two weeks ago, they're going to forget, but you have to reteach it. So I'd rather just compact it closer to the start date. And, and then when we hit the ground running, we hit the ground running. Get those pads popping. Rush Probst is on the line, the new head coach at Valdosta. Um, had uh, Phil Jones on uh, the show, uh, the podcast, I think a couple, three, four weeks ago now, and he was talking about uh, the situation down there. And, of course, he mentioned your name. This was way before the hire. But he said, you know, obviously, Jeff, there's some issues down here. And I'm not 
asking you to talk about the issues before, but what I do want you to address is, I guess there's some rifts there that have to be uh, addressed. And and how have you how have you done that? I know you've only been there a couple of weeks now, but have you addressed that? And what what is kind of the message you're telling the faithful there about uh, the the new era that's upon them? You know, you got to do one thing, and it's keep the kids in, in their best interest at heart. And I, I think as long as you put the players first, all the other stuff will go away. Now, and you know, Jeff Wells, I think winning football games cures a lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, so, and Valdosta's expectation of winning is different than uh, um, 99.99% of everybody else. Uh, you know, the last you know, Coach Rod, I think, went 32 and 17 and won a state title in 16 in his first year. And, you know, that's not the expectation level they want. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think Coach Baysmore that started there as a head coach in 1941 and coached through 1971 set a standard there and other even other people before that too, Jeff that that had decades of football. But Coach Baysmore really set a standard, and then Coach Heiner came in right after him uh, four years later uh, and started in '75. And coached through '95, so I think 21 years or maybe 22 years. But uh, uh, you know, he won seven state titles there, two or three na- national championships. So that's the, that's the level they want. That's the level they expect, and the expectation level is what you see in the kids. I've watched them work three or four days, and I've been very impressed with them at, at, at work groups and and how they work. And I think those kids grow up. Because the guys who have played before them 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, you know, they know how it used to be. So mm-hmm. they demanded it out of that group of kids in that town. And so it is different as far as, you know, and I have compared about Austin to Alabama from a tradition standpoint. You know, the tradition is bigger than a football coach or any football coach is bigger than any player. It's just something about tradition means a lot. It's an it's an aroma, uh, aura of um, that you can't really put a finger on, but it's there every day, and you live it every day. When you walk in that museum and you see those twenty four state title trophies, you know it, it gets your attention. But I do believe if we put the kids first, all our differences will erase and evaporate, and everybody be behind. The, the cats. Yeah, no, I have no doubt about that. Uh, uh, a good victory and a good season cures all the ills out there. Rush Probst is on the line. Valdosta's new head coach, South Georgia, as I said at the top, one of the best high school football areas in America. And, uh, you know, Coach, uh, you, when I had you back on 15 after the national championship, uh, you, you talked about a lot of things. You're, you're never one to shy away from a question, and you always give good answers. And I, I have one for you here, which is, um, you know, whenever there's a story written about you, Right there, there might be the word controversial. There might be this. You, 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 you know, the MTV show. There, there's all these preconceived notions about you, right? And now here you walk into a, a, a new staff as you get things together, a new school, I should say, and you start to put things together. What are some of the things that you do to let people know who the real Rush Probst is? Because I know you've talked a lot about that. You, you talked about how cancer changed you and all that. But how do you, how do you kind of set the tone for people that may have that preconceived notion that this is the guy from MTV? Or this is the guy that did this, and this is the guy that did that. What What do you do? You just got to be humble. I mean, you got to come in with some humility. 
and, you know, and not try to recreate street tradition. You know, you just try to, you got to be yourself. I get that. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to be yourself, you know, but I, I learned a lot from coach Hyder when he first got there. I've studied that. He came from West Rome, very successful at West Rome, really a, just a powerhouse that in Georgia came down, brought his wishbone offense and, and, and people were chiming. And then all of a sudden they go three and seven and people were upset. And, uh, you know, but then, then obviously he got turned around. But I think the one thing with him that you learn is humility. And he was a very humble man. Coach Baysmore, really not a guy with a lot of, a lot of words, but a guy that just sort of, when he spoke now, they is like Bear Bryant speaking. I mean, it was that kind of power that he had over people. And I think that, and so I've learned from the past people how to be and, and, and try to follow in some of those guys' footsteps a little bit. Now, am I going to be Coach Baysmore? Absolutely not. Am I going to be Coach Hyder? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, you just not. When you look at that school board, it's oh, yeah. Baysmore and Hyder Stadium, Cleveland Field. But at the end of the day, you have to be yourself. But then again, you, you, each place you have to put on a different mask. And I just think, and you win differently wherever you go. I'm not going to win at Valdosta like I won at Hoover. I'm not going to win at Valdosta like we won at Caulfield or even Al Bryant. I mean, you have to find what's that right ingredients, the chemistry, mix it all in together, and then you've got to decide how you're going to be with your players, with the community, with your fan base. Because so you know, you know this. I mean, with Lamb sitting across the you know, or they called us the other school. Oh, yeah. You know, we call, uh, and we called them the other school. But here's the thing Jamie and I both understand. Jamie DuBose and myself both grew up in the state of Alabama. We grew up we grew up between Alabama and Auburn, and we know, you know, his uncle was the head football coach at Alabama. So he, he understands that. We grew up in it. So we know being in the same town, we're chasing the same corporate dollar. Hopefully our programs will draw – who you know players that want to move to Valdosta because of a great program and a great school. Not that he's illegally recruiting or I'm illegally recruiting. You don't have to do that. If your program's good enough, if your program's good enough, people will come. And 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 I've seen that in my past. So I just think you've got to uh, uh, show your kids that you care about them. And if you if you show your kids, Jeff, that you care about them, mm-hmm. that you love them and that you want the best for them. Because for most of these kids, 95% or better, without football scholarship, they may not have the financial means to go to school. Yeah, that's and that that is the key to it all, right? Uh, making sure you give kids a, a better opportunity. Coach Probst is on the line uh, talking about the new gig at Valdosta, and uh, we did have Coach Debose on uh, about a month ago. So, uh, I, I mean, really, at the end of the day, and I, I've said this a couple of times already, that South Georgia is the best football or one of the best. You know, you can put probably pick two or three, you know, uh, Southern California, Texas, North Jersey, all that. But when you have two schools in a school district like you guys have, can you put that in perspective for people on how good football is in Valdosta, whether it's Valdosta or Lowndes or combining them together? You know, I, I just think, I think, and you can, you can go 45 minutes 
east of there with Thomasville and Thomas County Central. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, state they played in the state championship game against each other, I think, in 91. So here's what I've always said about Valdosta, even back in the early 80s when I, when I came to Valdosta and spent a day and, and spent time over here watching their program, the residual, or maybe not the radius of Valdosta is what I call it, anything around 75 miles of that place to 100. I mean, Cairo, great tradition. Two schools are just named, Colquitt, mm-hmm. Tiff County. You know, then you got to throw Camden County in there, you know, what Jeff did there and getting that thing going. But I just think football is important in South Georgia and especially Southwest Georgia. I mean, it's talked about, Jeff, there is a radio, Phil, Phil Jones does a radio show every day, 365 days a year, and, and most days he's talking about high school football. Oh, yeah. Chris Beckham, <laughs> every Monday night, he's talking about high school football. Every Monday morning, Steve Nichols and Steve Parker are talking about high school football. It's year-round. Year-round. They talk about football here. I'm not sure they're doing that everywhere else. Uh, like you said, maybe maybe in a few places in Texas, Southern California, a pocket of Alabama, Jersey, and some places in Florida because the talent level is so good. But I'll, I'll put the passion of our fan base, Jeff, our passion of our fan base against anybody in this country. I have no doubt. I've been there. I've, I've felt it. It's it's real. And Phil Jones has educated me. He's become a good friend on what it's like. And when he told me he does it 365, I, I kind of went, well, that's hard to top. Rush Probst is on the line, the new head coach at Valdosta. A couple more questions for you, Coach. We appreciate your time. Um, you, you had the year off last year, from high school at least, um, to, to, to maybe reflect a little bit on, on state championships and the, the building of programs, whether it was Hoover or Conquit. Um, I'm just curious... Have you did done an analysis on the two programs, and 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 can you put one above the other? And when you go to Valdosta, is it like you said you're going to kind of mesh a couple of things together, and then there's also going to be the the new challenge, which is a new program, which I'm sure you're excited about. Like I stated earlier, I don't think you ever win at the same place, or you you're not going to win at Valdosta like you do at the other places. And I'll be, and I'll throw in the third place. What we did at Alma Bryant was remarkable because people forget that, but it's, you know, I was there for a year and a half, two seasons. We put together, we closed two schools that have been 80 years of playing each other and hated one another, two different cultures. And then we put that school together in the first year in 7A, nearly put off state championship and, and set a state record in 7A with nine shutouts mm. in, uh, thir- in 13 games. So, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's how I got the Hoover job. But my point, man, is I think that each place is so different how you do it. And I think you have to be versatile. You have to adapt. You have to figure out what makes the chemistry of Valdosta special and what you create that atmosphere that, that, that gets you over the hump where you gain an edge to win. Now, at Hoover seven straight state championships, we had our way of doing things. It was a little different at Caulfield County. We won more playoff games in, in 10 years than any team in this state ever won in the largest classification, And but we did it a little bit different. And I think we'll do it a little bit different at Valdosta. Well, I take the blue, the, the I guess the 
what, what I'm, the word I'm looking for, just a like a blueprint, similar. <laughs> uh, well, the blueprint, the uh, blue blood uh, blueprint of your program won't change what you deeply believe in. You just got to adapt it a little bit to the style of players you have. And I think that's why high school coaches are the best coaches. I've heard NFL coaches state that. I've heard college coaches state that. Because we've had to coach every level, every position, had to wear multiple hats. You know, we're not uh, – a lot of college coaches come up. They're a linebacker guy. They become a D.C., become a head coach. They've never coached offense. Some of them have never coached another defensive position. In high school football, that's just not true. You recruit to a system in college. You create a system based on your players in high school. Now, you know what I do offensively, Jeff. And, and defensively, and, and Bill and I have talked a lot about this over the years, I don't run a 4-3. I don't run a 4-2-5. I don't run a 3-3 stack. We're very multiple what we do defensively, but offensively, you sort of know I'm a balanced, up-tempo guy, but in Hooper, we were in four wide most of the time, throwing it 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. Came to Crawford County, and those two years that we won back-to-back state titles, we were only throwing it about 21 to 24 times. But we had 2,000-yard rushing running backs and multiple tight ends. So we want it a different way. So how's that going to happen in Valdosta? I don't know yet. I, I start. We're evaluating personnel right now. We're looking at personnel. We're developing our way that we're going to be on both sides of the ball. So I can't tell you yet how we're going to do it. I don't know. Uh, it won't be radical change, but it will be. Uh, we will be have some versatility or. Uh, and be able to balance out what we're going to do based on our personnel that, that we have available. Yeah, and you've got some talent there. I know that 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 is for sure. Hey, one I didn't ask you about this. You talked about meeting all the all the uh, the the guys back in the day and hearing the legacy and all that. What about putting together the staff? Is this uh, something you're building from scratch? Is there some holdover? What are you looking for when you put together a staff? Well. Very few places you get to go and completely create a new staff. There's no holdovers uh, on the varsity staff. So I'm starting brand new mm-hmm. with 10, 10, through tw- 10 or 11 coaches, maybe 12 new coaches. But I'll probably start this first year with 10, 10 assistant coaches um, and a couple of new freshman guys and sort of evaluate my middle school stuff. But, uh, but I've hired four. Uh, assistant coaches right now and I'm, and I'm in the process of hopefully getting two more hired by the end of next week once i get to six jeff i'm gonna hold off until i get a definite on what when we're going to start date mm-hmm. and then i'll pick the staff for the remaining four so i've got to go ahead and get these next two hired pretty quick and hopefully by next wednesday or thursday i'll have six coaches officially hired and then i'll sit back and if we're starting june one now then, it, you know, let's just say it's June 1, and I've got to get six coaches hired in the next two weeks. So uh, that's where we are with our staff right now. But, uh, but, but again, if it's July 6, i got a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, what, what do you look for in an individual when you put together a staff? I mean, if a guy's sitting in front of you during a, an interview, what, what, what's the question you ask? What's the thing you're looking for in return? Do you have any, any, any secrets? You know, we've done it so many different ways. I used to believe that I've had a lot of success with hiring uh, 
I guess, sons of high school football coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, like like a Jeremy Pruitt, like a Todd Watson, like a Sean Sutton. Uh, and, and I can go on and on and on. I've probably hired six people that their dads were high school football coaches. So they, they were that gym rat. And I and I, I don't think I've ever hired one that wasn't a good football coach. The new guy I've hired from uh, UAB that worked with me last year, uh, John Bull, and his dad played at Jacksonville State in the early 80s and is, uh, was a high school football coach for 30 years, too, in Alabama. So I just I like that. Bill Clark's, you know, so the four guys that I've got that are coaching college football that are head football coaches, two of them, dads were high school football coaches. Bill Clark's, Jeremy Pruitt's, Dale Pruitt, and, and Reagan Clark. So I, I believe that's an important part. Mm-hmm. I, I like, and, and really, I love hiring guys or 2A, 3A, 4A guys at times that have been head coaches because they have to wear about 10 different hats. And, uh, and so, but I, you know, I believe that you just got, it's, a, it's all about chemistry too now. I mean, you, they got to be right. I'm, I'm going to give you an example in 14. In 14 here at Kaufman, I had a guy named Tracy Buckhannon, who's now at Alabama State, as my D.C. But I hired two more guys that may have been, had better credentials than Buck. At that point in time, they came in, so we really had three coordinators on that staff. Shelton Felton, who's now the outside linebacker coach at Tennessee, and Jeremy Rowell, who's the co-defensive coordinator at Georgia Southern. And, and so that so quality of depth of staff, because here's what happens in high school. This, this is the key to me, is one through four assistant coaches are usually pretty good on the 7A level. I mean, they really are. Mm-hmm. Even on the 6A level. And it may get the depth of five or six, where you got four, five, six really good coaches. My key is having six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And if you can if you can build your quality of staff down deep into your deal, that's where the advantage comes in to me. And I've spoke on that. I'm spoke, speaking to the high school, all the high school football coaches in the state of Ohio today. Later on on a podcast, and they're going to ask me all these questions about building a program. And that's one of the things that I've never shied away from. I've spoken in California. I've spoken in Texas. I've spoken in New Jersey. I've spoken uh, Connecticut. And, and that's the biggest thing. Depth of staff is the key to winning, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that 10th coach, 11th coach, 12th coach, 9th coach, they have to be really good. And a lot of them, if you've got three or four coordinators on both sides of the ball, I think that's so important. You know where I learned that from, to be honest with you? Who's with that? Gene Stallings. When uh. Gene Stallings got to Alabama, he hired – really good coaches and told every one of them, I'm not having a coordinator, all of your coordinators. Mm-hmm. So you had Bill Oliver, Jeff Rousey, Mike du- Dubose. You had Ellis Johnson. You had Mal Moore. You had, those guys were really all capable of being head coaches, offensive you know, coordinators, but that was the difference in that staff is they were really good coaches on that staff. So I think in high school you have to be deep with your staff, and you can be deep. You got a chance to be successful. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And when I uh, took uh, talked to Coach Stallings and interviewed him for my book on high school football in Texas, uh, we we went off on a couple of tangents, and that is one of the things that he talked about in the coaching realm that uh, he really believed in that. Uh, coach Rush Probst is on the line, the new coach at Valdosta. Going to wrap up with a couple of uh, these questions. You mentioned that you're you're not the the modern guy from technology as we go through COVID nineteen and the coronavirus. 
this, but here's a couple of questions for you that I've thrown to everyone. Um, the first one is that first message when you get the kids back at you, whether that's June, July, August, we hope sooner than later, and you've got kids in a room, you've got a big program, you guys have big numbers, and you've, you're going to have different types of kids, right? You're going to have a kid that's like a, a, a caged tiger. He wants to get out there and he wants to, to get the pads popping and go after it. And then you might have some other kids that have been sitting there all summer. Yeah, they're working out, but they're watching a lot of news and know that, well, you know, the news is saying coronavirus is, is, is dangerous and you shouldn't be, you know, tackling people and being in close quarters and all that. What would the message be to those kids? How are you going to handle that situation? Because you know, in a, in a program, I don't know what your numbers are going to be, what, around 200 maybe? Uh, you're going to have different personalities. Have you thought about that question and, and how you might handle that to make sure all the kids know it's about their safety and, and, and everything else, but football is also a game of, you know, it, it's a game where you have contact. Yeah, and I think that that's something that the GHSA and Dr. Hines, and I've talked to Coach Savarese in Alabama, too. We're really good friends, and we've talked about that. But I've talked to both directors about that, and I think that at Valdosta, we have a uh, – our medical staff will be better than the most. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these good schools, medical staffs will be good. and so. But I worry about some schools, these outlying rural areas that don't even have an athletic trainer. Right. That's what that's what worries me a little bit, you know, with those guys. But again, I mean, it's it's a it's a catch twenty two. One, yes, we want to stay safe. We want to make sure kids are safe. We want to take every precautionary we can to be safe with our athletes. But at the same time, Jeff, I, I just believe we got to go on living. We got to move forward. We got to get back going mm-hmm. because I see I dealt with an issue yesterday with a player, and it's all boils down because he's been sitting in that house for the last two months, and it's and it, and it, 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 it's he explodes. And I think a lot of these kids now are getting antsy, and you're having issues with a lot of different things that are going on with this, where people are out sheltered in home. I think causes issues too. So. You know, I think getting out and us getting back to some type of normalcy is going to be very, very important. Yep. But there is, but there is going to be a mother that's going to say, "How you gonna keep my son safe?" And that's a great question. As far as we are going to have to have some precautionary measures, whether that's hiring out internal medicine doctors that are coming in there with extra trainers, they're taking temperatures to. And, and all those kinds of things now. So it's going to be a give-and-take balance, in, that, in my opinion, because, let's just face it, they are kids. Yep. And there will be kids that may want to use it for an excuse, and there may be some that want to just jump out into it and not worry about it. So you're going to have to balance that and make sure that the parent feels like, that, and you are, as a coach, keeping that child safe. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Safety comes first, and I agree with you. I think we need to get back to a little bit more normalcy right now. But uh, you know, we're we're at the at the mercy of other people that are making that decision. But I think hopefully at the end everybody will come together. The last question I have for you has to do with uh, you know you mentioned you're going to have to go heavy install when you get to that point, and and, and the other thing I, I I was curious about is how you're going to the. Uh, face the conditioning question because you've got kids of all walks, right? Some have barbells, some are doing push-ups between chairs, 
Some aren't doing anything. So as a coach, right, normally you're always like, let's hit that gas pedal hard and, and take off. What's your philosophy going to be at the start there, aside from the install of the systems? But I mean, just getting the kids ready to get in football shape. Do you have a philosophy on that? I do. And I, I've heard some things that I'm just not real comfortable with yet. I, I'm going to encourage Dr. Hines that we need seven weeks of some work now. I mean, I, mm. I, I'm just telling you, you cannot play this game without seven weeks of summer work. I've heard things, okay, we're going to work three or four weeks and then get into it and go and just, you know, everybody will be out of shape. That's not the issue. The issue is, are we going to be healthy enough? You know, you're looking at all kinds of injuries. If, if we get to that, we're going to be so many different injuries because these kids hadn't lifted and hadn't done what they need to do. You know, so I think the kids at Valdosta, to be honest with you, some of the better players that I've seen, which most of them are stars, they've been working pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they hadn't done anything. I'd say probably 90% of our kids, maybe not 90, let's say 75 to 90% of our players at Valdosta have been doing something, working out, because there's so many older Valdosta former players that have workout facilities those guys get in the community and help those kids work. So I think our kids will come back 75 to 90% of them will come back at probably about 60 to 70% in shape. Mm-hmm. Now, key to us is we'll have a week of acclimation of getting them back into it. And then that second week now we'll start put, putting it about it. We'll probably go with about 70% week one. We'll probably go to about 90% week two, but week three we'll be at a hundred percent. With our with our strength and conditioning and all the things we got to do, um, and I've talked to a ton of college coaches. You know, they they're at home too, and I, I and I've talked to a ton, a ton of strength and conditioning people. The key to it, to me, we got to have no less than six, more closer to eight weeks of strength, conditioning, and along with that, you're doing some practice in high school, but getting in before you put a pad on now if we get up in there and we try to say okay we're going to stay with our date the only way we can stay with our date is start june one that's it if we don't start june one we can't start playing on august the 21st because our jam our exhibition game would be august 14th there's no way so and, and have two weeks of full pads and then play and all that. That, that means if we're going to stick with our normal schedule, we have to start June 1. If we have to go June 15th now, then we're going to back up a little bit, you know, because I, I just don't feel real comfortable. I think injuries will – you think the COVID-19 will spike? Well, I know one thing that will spike, and that's injuries. So um, so some people are going to argue six weeks. Some people are going to argue eight weeks. So I'll, I'll satisfy. I'll be satisfied with seven weeks because that's basically what we do anyway. Mm-hmm. We always go four. In, we always go four in June. We always go three in July, and then we get the acclimation. That's the eighth week, and then we put the pads on. We got to. We got to. We make it shave one of those weeks, but we better not shave two of them. So that's my take on it, and I'm really, really amped up talking about that. And I really strongly believe in 39 years of me doing this, I, I, you can't, you can and some of their old guys, Jeff, are going to say, well, hey, Rush, we didn't used to start till after the 4th of July. 
<laughs> yeah, when people benched 200 pounds and squatted 300 pounds and ran four nines and four eights and everybody was the same, you're exactly right. But now it's a different game we play now. It's a more physical, violent, faster, quicker game. We can't. We we got to understand that. You got to think as an administrator, people making the decisions. They got to understand. Hey, this is 2020. We got to get our players ready to play in 2020, not 1995. <laughs> well said. Rush Probst on the line, and uh, we'll wrap up by talking about some football here. Uh, schedule, always a, always a tough one. Um, I asked uh, Coach DuBose about the, the Wintersville Classic. He, he's excited to put his mark on it. I'm sure you are too, so I want you to address that and, and then address that uh, other big game on the schedule, or maybe I'm assuming something for you there, but uh, two weeks before the Wintersville Classic, uh, Colquitt County. Uh, you travel there. Last year, a big win by the Wildcats in one of the greatest games of 2019 when uh, the Cats beat the uh, Packers 50-49. to uh, Talk about going uh, going back to the old stomping grounds. You know, I, I've been asked that a million times, and, and, Jeff, and, and I, I, I'm, I can't sit there and lie and say it's not going to be a big-time ball game. It's always a big-time ball game. I mean, take me out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colquitt and Valdosta is the oldest rivalry in high school football in this state. Played over a hundred and something times. I think a hundred and six, seven times. So I, I just think that that's, um, I mean, I, I, yeah, it'll be an amped up deal because it'll be over here at Colquitt. But at the same time now, here's the deal. I, the, the schedule doesn't allow to prepare for that early or let it linger too long. Because right. you know the next week you got Thomas County Central and then you go and then you got Lands Wintersville Classic so you got Lake City, Tift and Warner Robins the three weeks leading up to that so we I'll do a good job of keeping our kids focused on the task at hand and the game itself and not get too much into the emotional side of it you know and I think Colquitt will be emotional I do mm-hmm. they'll be fired up and emotional I, I I get that I do I understand that. Our kids, you know, maybe not as much as far as, you know, for me, they're not going to do that. I mean, it's, it needs to be about about Asta and the season and not just one ball game that the fan base are going to get excited about. So, obviously, all games are important. One's no bigger than, well, they are one more. If you want to win the first game, you want to win the last game. You can do that. You've had a great year. So, uh, and everything in between, obviously, each game's big now. I mean, there's not one no bigger than the other, in my opinion, really. Well, Coach, thank you very much for taking the time, as always, to talk with us and talk about the new gig. We wish you nothing but success in 2020. Jeff, I appreciate you, and always it's a pleasure to be on your show. And I just want to tell you, I want to thank you for what you do for high school football. You, you do a wonderful job, and uh, – you know, you just, you've always promoted it and the things that you do like this help it. And, and I just thank you for what you do. I appreciate it, coach. Again, have a great 2020. We'll see you down the line. Thank you, Jeff. Take care. If you're in South Georgia, you may want to circle those two dates, uh, September the 11th as Valdosta travels to uh, Colquitt County. That should be a dandy last year. Valdosta with a huge 50-49, one of the most exciting games of the year, victory 
And uh, then on the 25th, two weeks later, September 25th, the Wintersville Classic. We will be there. It should be a dandy. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast that is brought to you by GameStrat. America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast. I'm Jeff Fisher.